This is Boyfriend, and I'm here to tell you about Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to Hangover Destroyer website, hdestroyer.com, write happy hour in the coupon code, and save a 30% off of Hangover Destroyer. Seize the dawn, y'all. Seize the dawn. Happy Hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy Hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com, brought to us today by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or you have a crazy schedule, the folks at Petite Pet Care will take care of your pet in his or her own home. For loving care when you are not there, go to PetitePetCare.com and buy Basics Swim and Gym. A full range of fashion swimsuits, workout and yoga clothes with style. The all-new Basics Swim and Gym is on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue and by Comic-Con 2015. Comic-Con is coming to New Orleans between January the 9th and the 11th. And congratulations to Stacey Lynn Mollison, if I'm saying that correctly, who won tickets to Comic-Con on last week's Happy Hour. We have more tickets to give away this week, actually. If you don't want to hear any more of the show, go straight to our Facebook page, It's New Orleans, and check out how you can get tickets to Comic-Con. Or you can also go to our Google Plus page. That might have some uh, info as well. It's called It's New Orleans. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limo or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar. In this case, we are at Wayfair on Ferret Street. Wayfair is a bar and a restaurant where they put handcrafted food and spirits on the table and fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass. They have a three-hour happy hour here every day from 4 to 7. They're on Ferret Street. And the sandwiches are awesome. And mm-hmm. Chef Kevin has a new sandwich called the Beauregard, which he was telling me about. That's a vegetarian sandwich that contains all sorts of stuff which I can't remember but he said he's going to make one and bring it over that's awesome so hang on for that if you're looking for something to do over the holidays and you haven't been to Wayfair on Fred Street come down here and try a sandwich Andrew Duhon is the voice you heard just there welcome back Andrew you've been away somewhere or other uh yeah I just went to San Francisco for a party just played a Christmas party and flew back (laughs) nice how was that it's great I came right out of the cake uh wearing nothing but a guitar and that's uh, a great idea yeah like the naked uh, cowboy yep Wow, that's uh, awesome. That's great. Who paid for you to go all the way to San Francisco and play a party? GoPro. GoPro, love you. That is a good deal, right? What's that? I mean, getting flown all across the country by GoPro is a good company. It was just one time. Did they give you a GoPro? Did you get one? You got one. (laughs) Not this time, but I got a few now. You have them already. Mm -hmm. What do you do with it? Do you stick it on the end of your guitar and shoot video of yourself playing or something? Uh, You know, I I use it in India quite a bit. That was fun, just hanging out of the van and catch that stuff. What if you stick it on your guitar and like yeah. beam it out to the world while you're playing? No, maybe, maybe that's for somebody. Just an idea. Sasha Mazakowski is here as well. Hi, Hi Sasha. Hey. Nice to see you back on Happy Hour. Welcome yes. back. Oh, it's good to be here. Karen Duncan is here as well. Hey, hey Karen. Doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Really? Yeah. That's a good start. What are you drinking? In the middle of the day, I've got uh, Maker's Mark and soda. Maker's nice. Mark and soda. That's, that's a hardcore drink, actually. Mm-hmm. You're Is re- oh, yeah. Come on. Isn't it? Well, you're so soft-spoken. I wasn't expecting for you know the to be a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, supposed right. to be smoking cigars and <laughs> talking with a gravelly voice. Yeah, Sasha, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking vodka soda. Vodka soda. Yeah. Is that your drink of choice? The day yeah, daytime. Yeah. What do you What do you drink when the sun goes down? Oh, I I usually switch to it like a red wine. Like a, good, a red wine. A good red wine. Is it good for your voice or? Uh, <laughs> no. 
depends on the context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for singing, not for talking. And Eddie and Jeremy Martin are here as well. Hello. Thanks for coming along. Hello. Good to see you Thank guys. Thank you for having us. Do you want me to do real introductions of everybody, like formally? Okay, here we go. You know. Just so you know who they are. Tell Adam, me about Adam and Jeremy Martin uh, are, this is who they are. They're a couple. Eddie Martin is a writer whose main focus is culture and cooking. And Jeremy Martin is a structural engineer. Oh, really? Okay. I have my faults. It's fine. <laughs> is that an engineering joke? No. That's not, that's not a joke at all. Okay. It's a terrible joke. Jeremy has an alter ego as a writer and traveler. The Martins have traveled on four continents and through seven countries together so far in the three and a half years of their marriage. Hey, that's like a, one of these uh, math problems. Yeah. If Addie and Jeremy were married for three and a half years and they traveled <laughs> through four continents and seven countries. Painting a fence, fence at three hours. Right. Oh, yeah. How many apples are in the basket? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and at what speed do they meet mm -hmm. in oh. Uruguay? Ha hey, how you did know? you meet, actually? Twitter, actually. Oh, yes. uh, come nice. on. Yeah, it Seriously. sounds weird, but yeah, it was Twitter. But we weren't looking for people on Twitter. It just kind of hit it off and met in real life. And yeah. And at Wednesdays at the Square was where we met in person. Aww. Did you meet? Did you meet? Uh, on purpose because of like a direct message on Twitter or did you just mean you're like oh yeah you're the Twitter person no I invited him to Wednesdays at the Square because I followed him on Twitter and this was back in 2009 so when it was a little bit smaller and mm. you know well listen um, listen to this voice uh, Andrew what a voice are you on the radio as well no but I would like to be one day. yeah <laughs> you could do like a sex line as well what a sexy voice isn't that awesome. don't you think yeah really voice. yeah did That's you know great. that Thank you had you. that voice before you know, when I was in high school, I worked at Burger King, and one of my managers, she would, she's like, you should go into radio. You have the perfect radio voice. Yeah, yeah. you do. And that was for someone at Burger King. I know. They know something From the Burger mouth King. of babes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's because hard to sound good on that drive-thru, you know. Mm -hmm. she, she does it. <laughs> yeah. She, I could never understand what people are saying in that drive-thru. You have to speak slow and deliberately. Wow, that is a great voice. Okay, so what was the message on Twitter that you hooked up over? Well, he was having a really rough day at work, and I just invited You're him. You're complaining? To like, no, oh, not really. What a day someone at work. complaining on the internet. I've never <laughs> heard <laughs> of that. Yeah. No, he wow. just had said they had a big deadline, and somebody was goofing off. And I was like, oh, you sound like you're having a rough day. You know, you should come and meet us at the square, me and a bunch of friends. Uh, and he did, and we met and just kind of been hanging out ever since. Okay, so this is Wednesdays at the Square, which is at Lafayette Square. You've, have you guys both played there, Sasha and Andrew? Yeah. So yeah. how many people would you say go there? 3,000, 5,000? Oh, uh, it I mean, I guess it depends on the, the date, but there's, yeah, there's quite a few. Thousands, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty couple big. Thousands. Yeah, maybe Lafayette a couple If you don't live in New Orleans, you listen to this outside New Orleans, how big is it? It's like... It's a city it's block, pretty, small city block. block. It's a yeah. city yeah. block, okay. Yeah. So how did you guys find each other? At the statue of... On the uh, statue, yeah. This is all Twitter. Clay? Meet me at the statue. Yeah, is and he told me what color I've never looked up there. I don't know who's who up there. Who I don't know. on that statue? I've never even looked up I, there. He used to be well, at Lafayette the Lafayette Square. Not, is it somebody Lafayette, Lafayette? Lafayette? It's not no, Lafayette. It's not Lafayette. He used to be on Canal Street, and they relocated him. Hmm. And uh, so... Yes. Yeah. So they, they relocated him to Lafayette Square, but I don't remember who it is. I know it's not Lafayette. Hmm. It's somebody else. Somebody mm. square, maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Possible. So the statue, anyway, in Lafayette Square, whoever that is. Yeah. yeah. So you said this is all Twitter. Yes, and I was wearing an unseasonably warm hat. Yeah, the ill-conceived hat. It was, it was a poor idea. It was a, it was it was a wool June. hat from like Ireland in June, and I was yeah. sweating. It's like a it. Sherlock Holmes hunting cap? No, like a, like a uh, I'm a... Uh, uh, you know, like a delivery boy in 19th century Ireland. Oh, kind of okay. 
Yeah. yeah. Like a yeah. flat cap type. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's pretty exactly. hip. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it was wool and it, it was, was hot. And it was yeah. June. Those have yeah. their seasons. Yeah. But he yeah. needed a haircut, so that's why well, he was Well, that was my next question. Why didn't you take it off, for Christ's sake? Because the hair was just as bad as the hat. Really? Yeah. So you're thinking, I'm going to meet, the, you didn't know who you were going to meet. Do you think it was a romantic hookup or you were just going to no, I was. I was just kind of looking to uh, to drink off the bad day at work. Right. With, at this with point, somebody, yeah. at this point, you're an engineer in an engineering firm. Yeah, that's right. And you had no thoughts of becoming a food blogger or anything. Well, or I had you? my thoughts. My, I, I've always been a love uh, lover of writing, and I've always kind of had a special place in my heart for reading and writing. But I never, never really thought I could like produce a book or anything. So, so you got lucky. Oh, I got very lucky. Yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. you fell in love instantly, the two of you? Yeah, you know, we, we've been hanging out. I guess, you know, it just sort of happened over time. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't love intentional, but yeah, and I was like, oh, well, I like hanging out with you, and yeah, and feelings mutual. And this was before the beard, though. What did you, oh, really? Oh, oh you didn't have oh. beard then. Pre-beard. pre-beard. Baby, baby face. Baby face. My face was also about three inches shorter. He my, looks like he's about 12 when he yeah. doesn't have that beard. Do you prefer the beard? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Whose idea She's was a good th- woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Strong. Yeah. Some women don't like a guy with a beard. Yeah, I don't understand I that. I don't understand no. it. I don't like those women, so. <laughs> yeah, works out just fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, were you wearing a hat, Eddie, at the same time? No, I was not wearing, wearing a hat, a hat that day. No. What is your real name, Eddie? That's it, is that it? It is it, yep. Full on. A-D-D-I-E. Yes, sir. And what was your original unmarried name? King. King. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought it might have been something more Cajun, seeing you come well, apparently from Cajun people. I'm... I'm Three quarters Cajun. My dad's dad was from around Walker, and he was imported onto the bayou for um, as a teacher back in the uh, mid 20th century. They did that. They needed educators down there, so you know I'm only three quarters Cajun. So thanks for outing me. Counts. Okay. You don't even have a <laughs> you don't have a trace of an accent at all. I don't. I don't know how. Well, if I'm when I'm with my people, you you hear it more. My people. Can you do it uh, at will if I ask you to, to do the rest yeah. of the my, yeah. The whole Cajun Absolutely. Well, Andrew, what, what do you want to know? Andrew's <laughs> Duhon, you know, so they Andrew's du from, from Cajun family as well. My, yeah. Yeah. Do you speak any French, though? Comme si, comme ça. I don't know what that means. Is that good or bad? Like, a little bit. A little bit. I don't think it does mean that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it means like this, like that, so. It does? Yeah. Say this to say that. That's how like Okay, so anyway... Should we? Uh, we'll get back to this in a minute because otherwise I'm never going to get through this thing here. So you've traveled off through a whole bunch of countries, which we're going to get to. We'll ask you that about, about that in a minute. And you guys have recently given birth. Congratulations to a book. Yes. yes. Oh. Southeast Louisiana food. <laughs> which I brought with me, which here unfortunately the listeners I'm can't holding see. the book. Well, we can, Douglas it looks can great. take a photo of it. We can put that up there on our awesome. Facebook page and website on itsnewalmers.com. The book chronicles the development of the culture, cuisine, and fisheries can of I Southeast Louisiana. Yeah, a- Andrew can give us some fun facts out of the book during the show, actually. He's good at that. It's heavier than I thought it would be. Really? Well, what sort of weight were you expecting? Um, it, it, beer glass? It does weigh a pound. pound. Yeah. It weighs a pound. It weighs a pound. It's a pound of book. Feel that, Sasha. Did you publish it yourself? Oh, right? No, we publish it through the History Press as part of their American Palette series, which is basically where they publish all their food books. Okay, so this they is a real cover. This is a real publisher and a real publishing deal. Oh yeah, deal. oh yeah. It was they. Yeah, they courted us for a book. So really, yeah. that's pretty cool. Let's get oh, onto yeah. that in a minute. How, well, um, tell us how they found you on your blog. Through my blog, Color Curious, yes. And they asked me for a proposal, and I was kind of intimidated by that. So I recruited Jeremy to co-author with me, and it seemed less scary at that point. Okay, so just in case you're catching this and you're wondering why you would call the blog Color Curious, it's not spelled C-O-L-O-R. No, it's C-U-L-I, like Cully Curious. Cully, as in like culinary. culinary. curious. Okay. Whoa. 
So Jeremy came up with it. I wish I could take credit, but he, he's, you know. Well, as a radio person, you, you should have thought that color curious, it doesn't sound very good when you say it because it sounds like color. It, well, it's more, you know, you it's more of a visual thing, so. Yeah, but no Sorry. one's saying it much. Yeah, it looks good with dot com after it. Looks great you with know. dot com. Well, anything yeah. with the word curious in it sound, looks good, right? Well, you so got to be, sure. care, mm-hmm. be careful where you end up, you know, when you start Cur- typing curious, curious into the internet. <laughs> what, does the, you know? what does Google prompt you? with after curious that's if you a just great start. question i can i can you check. try that because i'm sure it's going to be very interesting to see it could be educational no, what are most people curious, curious about oh, curious, curious george yeah. curious george would that be the first thing that comes up we'll see let's see okay, let's, let's do hope it. so curious curious george that's very the first good. thing you got yeah. it. sasha did you guess that yes. wow good and actually actually after Four Curious George prompts. There is The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, which is a very good book by Mark Haddon. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ah, very nice. So I would have never heard of that. Did you guys, Karen, did you ever heard of that? You've heard of it? Of course, yeah. Well, it's, it's very good. It's well, about an autistic child. I don't know, about it's 10 years ago? Yeah. It's, well, maybe, it's, maybe 15. It's a very good book. Did you it's read it, Karen? I didn't read it. I read well, how, do you, how do you know it's any good? Oh, my sister reads uh, everything has to do with... And you, so you believe everything your sister tells you. She says yeah. it's good, so far it's good. Well, she's ha- she has an autistic child, so she reads oh, everything has yeah. to do with... Uh, oh. My mother is a that, special so ed teacher, so... Oh, as, as is she. Yeah, so, like, I, I kind of grew up knowing a little bit of what that world is like, I guess, as much as you can without having to deal with it every day. Yeah, you know? it's, it's and, a challenge, uh, I'm sure. The book does a really good job of kind of capturing that, so... How old is your sister's kid, Karen? Uh, he's about to turn 30. 30? Yeah. So uh, that's a really interesting question because I think we've brought this up before. You hear a lot about autistic children. You never hear about autistic adults. Mm. Ever. Sasha, you ever heard the word autistic adult or autistic? You just hear about autistic no. kids. Yes, they, they don't so outgrow it. What happens <laughs> to autistic adults? Well, they adapt, I guess, and... Um you know, they well, you don't have to guess because you you're living. With, I mean, your family. Well, well my this is this so is what my happens? Sister in law, they live in Philadelphia. I don't okay. really have a whole lot of time that I spend with them. But but what um, does the kid do now? He's thirty. Uh, he works actually in a sort of a assisted living facility. Mm-hmm. He does, I guess, sort of. You know, actually, he works in the culinary world. He nice. works in the back of the house in a kind of. Uh, I guess it's an experimentary kitchen of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, d- he does simple tasks. They give him more and more things to do as he's able to adapt to the particular tasks. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, he's, he's great at, a, at doing things like that. He never gets bored. He doesn't get tired. He is very, very focused on what his job at hand is. It probably so. depends where they fall on the spectrum as to the quality of life they can have as they age you know yeah. well, for I sure and he continues to live at home and mm-hmm. I mean he'll never probably live independently mm-hmm. uh, but he's still pretty high functioning mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the, a- the ARC actually does some very good work placing autistic adults in, uh, in jobs where the unique qualities of autism can actually be an asset that's very cool. Um, and actually, it's a great place to bring your Mardi Gras beads. If you have extra Mardi Gras beads, mm. you can bring them to the ARC, and they sort them and sell them back. And That's uh, cool. That's, that's how I get rid of all my beads. Mm-hmm. And what does ARC mm-hmm. stand for? Associate. Well, it's, it's kind of, a, uh, I guess, an anachronism, because ARC is Association of Retarded Citizens, which isn't exactly <laughs> how we refer to it anymore. Nobody uses the word no citizen b- anymore. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but they still I think they still go by the ARC. I'm I'm not sure. Oh. But uh, anyway, there is one in New Orleans, and they they do very good work. Very cool. It's like how the Learning Channel became TLC. You know, once There's they no gave more up learning on learning. Going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. By okay. the way, I just realized where I met you. You mentioned when we first met today here uh-huh. that I looked familiar. 
We shared a table at uh, a John O'Leary yes. seminar. You were just about to publish your book. Yes, yes. I remember okay. totally. Absolutely. Good memory. We had lunch together already. Who's John O'Leary? Uh, he's a motivational speaker. Yeah, it was something that the Convention and Visitors Bureau put on for like hospitality industry professionals. And it was great. It was a good lunch and a great speaker. Mm-hmm. What did he have to say? Uh, do you want to it's take that o- about <laughs> overcoming adversity? As a child, he was burned in a fire, and like, I was like 95% of his body and most of his hands are even gone. But it, it's like how he overcame that. And um, Joe Buck's dad, what's his? Oh, I know. Just it. as well he can talk. Joe Buck's dad really helped um, motivate him to get better as a child. You know, because he he was the uh, voice of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, the guys from St. Louis, and you know, just his stories about how. You know, with determination and will and the right motivation, you can, you know, up- overcome anything. And so now he's a motivational speaker. He's probably in his early 40s now. I mean, he's not a young guy. This happened to him a long time ago. Um, but, yeah, it was just interesting. It was. Okay. It, 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 yeah, it was, it was good. It was, it was one of those free things that was you know, sponsored by Center Play, and it brought a lot of hospitality people out to, to talk about. Uh, actually, I think they're really talking about service, just about... Oh, um, yeah, the service know, thing. Yeah, yeah, how to... How to so put yourself in That's his broader message position. about, yeah. yeah. But exactly. that, yeah, the service thing was what he was there to talk about that day, but his broader message is about, you know, the... the mm-hmm. What is the service okay. thing, exactly? Because it was for service industry professionals. So I, I People in the restaurant know, This was industry. back in, like, January. How to put yourself in a servile position and still feel happy about it? Well, how to find that an honorable thing to do. Right. Yeah. And, and what is the answer to that? Uh, wow. <laughs> I thought we only had an hour. <laughs> <laughs> In a, in a couple of sentences, what, what is it, I mean, is that... Well, it's is about taking pride in what it is that you do, and your purpose is to give an excellent uh, experience to whoever it is that your customer is. So somebody walks in, for instance, like one of the things that we do is uh, uh, we do a secret shopper programs. And it's so frequent that the restaurants that are our clients, what they really want us to look at is what is the attitude of the server. So do they greet you? Are they smiling? Are they on their phone? Do they, you know, are they paying attention to you? Are they actively looking around the room? Are they you know, attending the different tables? You know, do, are they knowledgeable about what they're doing? Do they know what the menu is? You know, are, they, are they energetic? Do they seem happy to see you? All of these things that go into making an excellent experience for a customer in something so simple as having lunch out at a restaurant. But it's an honorable profession, you know. Yeah. Americans are especially are in New Orleans. Yeah, oh, it's for most sure. of the New Orleans economy, after yeah. all. Yeah. By far and away. Yeah. So Karen, it says here you're the principal consultant with KBD and Associates, which is a restaurant support service company. That's so. I suppose that's how you know what you're talking about. This is what you do for a living. You you hire that's people right. to be secret diners at restaurants and oh, report we do a back. variety of different things. But that's, that's one, that's of, one of the things. So that we if do. anyone's listening to this in New Orleans. How do they? How can they find you to get a job as a secret diner? I would love that. Oh, yeah. absolutely! Just you awesome. know, just uh, I, I don't know if you're going to have our contact information yeah. on the website. Yeah, I have a, we have a link yeah. on our website. But some people listen to this when they're like you know at the gym or running around the park or whatever. You know what? Here, here what do they take do? Down, take down my email address. It's kbd like as in kitchen boy dog dash associates at cox dot net. And okay. uh, yeah, call me. So if I'm a secret uh, diner, what do I get? I get to go to a restaurant that you tell me I get. You pay for it, right? That's right. Well, actually, oh, the actually great. the client pays for it. Right. But the client makes up what are the things that they want the shopper to look for. 
uh, what's the time of day that they want them to go? What are they specifically looking to shop? So, for instance, if they've got a This is a restaurant. When you say shopping, you're talking about dining, right? A dine, yeah. A okay. dine shop. We do a variety of different shops. So, for instance, um, if it's a bar and they have suspicions, like maybe somebody's... Doing cocaine behind the bar, right? Yeah, if or you they're, see or that, they're would you dealing with cash inappropriately, that? of course, yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, not right away. This is one of the things that they <laughs> report <laughs> back to us. We, you know, well, what do they want to know when you walk into a bar? What does somebody want to know about their bartender, whether they're stealing cash or something, or whether they're giving you, pouring you yeah, are more they overpouring to right. you know enhance tips? Are right, they right, right. Uh, dealing inappropriately with the alcohol or the cash? Are they serving part of the restaurant more than another part? Okay, so now, so, so you I I'd like to go on record actually as saying Jeremy. that I'm a fan of the overpour. Me too. <laughs> We're Me all too. a fan yeah. of the overpour. <laughs> also, that's why they do it. I'm also uh. the guy that stands at one side of the bar and they overserve the other side. Whatever other side I'm not standing uh. on, that's the side they're serving. You oh. know, that's unfortunate. and the other people always get more more to drink. <laughs> You get right, well, uh, yeah, You have to like wait, 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 and wait, and wait. Thirty and wait. minutes. Yeah. It's like the supermarket line. Whichever line you go in is the one that gets held up for some for some reason, right? I got good luck with the supermarket I, line. I, it's I really bad. I'm always that. behind the lady who needs to like write, write a, check. a complicated <laughs> check. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have to put their hand up and have someone come yeah. over and take. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm always in that line. And she doesn't have an ID or whatever. Got to write a driver's license number. It's not right. Exactly. I'm in the same line as you. So, okay, so what I was going to say was you're the person behind the bar now, right? Forget about, you're the person whose noble job it is to serve people. You've instilled in your employees how fabulous it is that you're serving people and it's a noble occupation. Yes. And now you want to rat them out by having people come and sneak and spy on them. How do I feel when I'm the bartender and the boss is having people check up on me? Listen, I got to tell you, a lot of my clients actually use their secret shop programs as a means of uh, of bonusing their client or their, <laughs> their customers or their um, their staff. So, for instance, Ooh. if they have so many different shops during the month, at the end of the month they hand out bonuses, and if you got shopped and you got a positive response, that means cash in your pocket. So everybody okay. is on the lookout. It's a little incentive as well. Do bars and re- do restaurants and bars and people who work there know that there's secret diners and shoppers out there i mean i didn't know that well i think so i mean you know i always make sure that my clients tell their staff that they've got this program going i mean if you don't it's not going to be much benefit to you right because your staff is going to continue to do whatever it is that they were doing before but if they know that there's going to be shoppers coming in then they never know who it is that might be a secret shopper you know it's a good thing to do sometimes at like at home depot or loves or something after you check out, I do this. I tell the person that I'm a secret shopper just to tell them, and I say, you did fantastic. Oh, that's nice. And they, <laughs> and they feel that's so great. That's that's great. What they don't realize, of course, is that it's all a lie and they're yeah. not going to get a bonus. It's but like but really, forward. people love it. So you could try that. You're abusing well, the secret the shopper system. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, you're giving us all a bad name, pal. Exactly. <laughs> so, Karen, you, you moved here from Canada originally. It I says did. It here on my cheat sheet. I did. Where in and Canada? Uh, Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So in 1993, so it's much warmer down here. Well, I, d- I didn't move in '93. I came here for the first time okay. in '93. Um, but I actually moved down here shortly after the big storm. I bought my house down here. Oh, you moved here after Katrina. Yeah. Ah, so it took you 10 years to get down here. 12, actually. Well, mm, in a matter of speaking, I mean, I spent an awful lot of time in this city between '93 yeah. and now. So. What were you doing in Toronto? Same kind of. I was a restaurateur. I'm a retired chef and sommelier. Wow, that's pretty interesting. So you started off as a chef or started off as a sommelier? Which one? Uh, chef. Wow, and then you moved out of the kitchen into booze? 
And uh, then out of version to telling other people what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. That does. It's, it's, it's perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I eventually sold my restaurant in Toronto to move permanently to New Orleans and uh, start consulting. What made you not want to open a restaurant down here? Oh, uh, do you, have you ever run a restaurant? Have you ever worked in a restaurant? Neither. Okay. When you own a restaurant, and this is, by the way, for anybody out there in radio land, internet land, who's thinking about opening a restaurant, listen up. If you do not love the idea of working 80 hours a week on your feet, spending every spare dime that you have, um, and, uh, you know, maybe or maybe not failing, just don't bother. Unless you can totally embrace that, don't open a restaurant. So it's, what were you thinking when you did open your restaurant? Oh, this is a long, long time ago, and I was thinking exactly those things, but thankfully we were able to you know, overcome all of those and actually have a successful experience. But i got to tell you, it's really hard work, and I don't know if you can see all this gray hair with these headphones on, but uh, I'm not so young anymore. Well, i got to tell you something. Everything is really hard work. It always looks easy on the outside. Oh, Even this job looks easy, right? Andrew's sitting around behind a microphone. Just it's pretty easy. Well, I don't know. Okay, well, this is, a, this is a fucking it's, joke. This, know, job. Okay. Okay. this is a trained monkey could do this, really. Okay, that's true. But apart from the, everything else, everyone else's job always looks easy. Don't you that's think? That's true. Well, you know, you, you know, think you're in a restaurant, it's awesome. you just got to cook a few meals and everyone loves you. And mm. That's hard work. Uh, but I'm sure well, you know, everybody's dealing with the public. Yeah, this is how people end up in the dumper with... A restaurant. They start a restaurant. This is why I don't know. Something like eighty-nine percent of them close in the first year, is because you know. Even in New Orleans. Oh, everywhere. nothing ever seems to close down no. here. Oh, just, I've seen just, some turnover. We just so here. many more restaurants here than yeah. anywhere else in the exactly. country. And they go under here. Oh, sure. Restaurants go under all the time. Sasha, here. you're nodding. Really, you think so too? I, I can't yeah. think of anything that's closed down. Well, hmm. probably because you weren't aware of them. Because right. which is why they closed down. Months, right. right. <laughs> okay, that could be it. Yeah. But, I mean, certainly people are more savvy about the restaurant industry here in New Orleans because more people eat out here per capita than anywhere else in the country. Really? Absolutely. Is that an actual fact? That's an actual Hooray fact. us. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. Wow. We're good at something other than no- bad things. We're number one. <laughs> We're number one in dining out. Oh, for sure. But yeah. that's funny because we don't make a lot of money compared to the rest of the country here, do right. we, per capita? Well, it's one of the poorest states in the union, right. for sure. So we s- but that's so not because of the restaurant industry. <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> blaming the restaurant industry. I'm just saying that people who make less money than other people you think would tend not to eat out because that's more expensive than... That's well, the kind of the last thing you do, but it's not here. I, I hear what you're saying, but, I mean, here's, here's my perspective, and, and some of the data would suggest this is true, is that New Orleans is very different from the rest of the state of Louisiana. <laughs> So right. I see. <laughs> Yay, I mean, you kind of got this, not to be political, but you got this nice vibrant blue dot in a seething sea of red for the mm. rest of the state. So people have a tendency to be... When you say vibrant versus seething, that certainly sounds political. Well, I am from Canada. What is that? So is Canada totally liberal all the way, like everybody is liberal? Uh, do we don't know, know anything about Canada, really, do we? Mm-hmm. Do yeah. they? A lot of them do, you know, we don't just know to politically, and although it's changing a little bit now, mm-hmm. but um, the reality is that our conservatives are just slightly to the left of your Democrats. Mm. So wow, really? Wow. Impressive. Wow. So the it's most really conservative person in Canada is more left-wing than anybody in the central well, so long Democratic as you, so long party. as you don't That's count most of Alberta. 
That's probably true. I don't Ooh, even we're know. getting we're getting into deep Canadian <laughs> yeah. stuff. Here. I don't even I don't, know what I don't, I don't, I don't really want to talk about most this. Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> food Bunch of hippies. Let's move on. It's pretty <laughs> interesting, <laughs> I think. But I'm okay, all right. Nobody. I'm Andrew about to Google Alberta actually because I'm not sure <laughs> I know where, where all that the oil is. is. It's, uh, it's got uh, it's got mountains. It's, it is where the Keystone Pipeline originally. Oh. Ah, okay. Those are nice. Okay, so that's where the oil is coming from. Yes. Wow. Okay. And they're really suffer- suffering right now because, of course, oil the is oil price. very cheap. Crashing. Two bits and a ham sandwich a barrel. So mm-hmm. you know. Well, the last time that's a funny thing because the last time the oil prices crashed here was about 1988 or something, and that's when the whole city was emptied out basically, and the economy totally went in the toilet. But no one's talking about that. Well, that, I think that's when a lot of the oil and gas industry was still based here, and that's basically I think when it moved out. Yeah, that's moved that's out earlier than it, that. It, late 70s was when most of the gas industry, early 80s, m- moved to Houston. Houston. So we don't have enough yeah. of an oil and gas industry here anymore to worry about it. I mean, in coastal the city, yeah. in the city, coastal Louisiana is uh, Has doubled down and grown a lot. Heavily oil and gas. Everybody down like where. My She's home from, parish, yeah. you're in from Bayou Golden Meadow, and Bayou, yeah. yeah, down yeah. the Bayou. Everybody oh yeah, works in the oil out field. Down there yeah. right now, but Are I'm they like, really? So what could happen, Eddie? Well, let's see. I mean, the company owners aren't making as much money, so they may feel like they might have to lay people off because if it's eating into their profits, God forbid, you know that happen. Um, what are we talking about? People who drill for oil. Well, yeah, you, ha- you have to realize you have to realize that that offshore oil, which is what a most coastal Louisiana develops, is it, you know it's an entire system. There's it's not just the guys oil. who work on the rigs. There's the guys who work on the boats that supply the rigs. And there's who's calling? I have no idea. You want to get it? Nope, I that's an no, 855. Five five. We ain't going to answer that oh, one. Here, let me answer it. Yeah, what is that? 885? Yeah. Put it on speakerphone so we can all hear it. All right, how do you oh, oh, sorry. There you go. Okay. And then speaker. You have to hold Hello? it up to the Who's microphone. Who's this? Hello? No, it's a. Aww. Nobody's there? Nobody's there. Aww. It's a dud. They knew they were being recorded. It was 855 307 3894 if anybody wants to call them back. Call them up! <laughs> call them back right now. 855, that's one of these like. Uh, I'm sure they wanted money. What the hell were we talking about? We were talking about how uh, offshore oil in South Louisiana, it's not just the people who work on the rigs. It's the people who work on the boats that supply the rigs and the people who supply the boats and the people who fix those boats Mm -hmm. and the people who supply the people who fix the boats. It's... It's a huge oh, yeah. portion of the economy. But that whole yeah. thing went down when the when the oil sp- when the you know the the well blew up out there in the Gulf. Well, it was it was temporarily everybody stopped working. But what would happen if the price of oil keeps going down? They stopped drilling for it. Uh, you know, I don't. This is me pretending to pre- know what I'm talking about. Oh, well, hey, you've had a couple of beers. What, what, what? <laughs> yeah, it usually, usually takes three before I really know <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, ba- basically. The United States really wants to produce oil because U.S. oil is independent of OPEC and all those things. So if we can produce the oil domestically, they're going to produce it domestically. And the reason oil prices are low is because the United States is the chief oil producer in the world right now. We produce more oil than the Middle East here? Yes, we do. Than any particular country in the Middle East. What happened to drill, baby, drill and all that stuff? We're drilling, baby. We're drilling. So so now we are. Fracking. Yeah, we're fracking and we're doing all that. So we make more, we produce. It's actually more expensive than than currently. I mean, this is part of the problem with, uh, with Keystone is that it's more expensive to extract that oil than it is what they get per barrel. 
Right. So they're and kind of shooting themselves in the foot right now. That, that's called the term for that is the energy return on investment. Right. And basically, like the Alberta tar sands are most fracking, it takes more than a barrel of oil to extract a barrel of oil from the ground. So mm-hmm. you're, you're basically chasing your tail. So they need to buy a bigger truck. <laughs> they need to they turn need that to pipeline. Cleaner <laughs> I believe that's right. right? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't have the answer. They need to buy a bigger truck. It's always the answer. So what do people in, uh, in Alberta think about the Keystone Pipeline? I don't know what we're supposed to think about it here. I don't know whether you're supposed to be for it or against it anymore. Well, it's just like it is anywhere else. Everybody who's in the oil and gas industry is for it. Pretty much everybody who's not isn't. Yeah, if you're profiting from oil and gas, you love it. If you're not, you don't. Like, I'm really, you know, I feel really bad for people I know that work in the oil industry, that gas prices are going down. But, hey, I, that's not my fault. I'm glad it's gas great. is down. I hope it gets yep. cheaper yep. because... Yep. You, you well, chose to work in that industry. And that, that's one of the challenges of, of big issues like oil and things like that is, is every move you make and every economic change has a real effect on people. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to get mixed up in, in what the policies should be. And you forget that a lot of people depend on a lot of different things. You know, there's people who mm-hmm. depend on clean energy for a living. Yeah. And yeah. there's people who live on oil for a living. And, you, you, and actually, not to shill our book too much, but kind of what our book talks about is how you <laughs> got to... Uh, balance the needs of all the people living in a region you know you've got to balance the energy needs you've got to balance the employment needs you've got to balance the environmental needs yeah and really it's about the people in the culture that that's important and remembering that every move you make especially where mother nature is concerned she typically has a counter move and it's one you can't anticipate sure Mm -hmm. so you know you divert some fresh water here well you've just killed you know millions of oysters so right okay yeah just flipping through the book um one fun fact it looks right well it looks right up my alley in terms of things that i should know being that my father is from kaplan and i've got you know the cajun blood in me it's just all the good stuff looks like all the good stuff you know in terms of food and industry from down here that i should know about but speaking of there's a map on page 17, the introduction yeah. of Louisiana and all the districts. It's got a 17-page introduction. So, for, well, I would yeah. never be able like to get through that. Yeah, I always skip the introduction and, and go straight yeah. to the table of contents. Oh, okay. Uh, acknowledgements. They put the acknowledgements at the beginning. For maybe, I'm, maybe I'm late to the party, but I never realized that there was an actual line to delineate southeast Louisiana. I drew that line. Oh, did you? We yes. had to. <laughs> oh. Yes, sorry. Understood. Uh-huh. We That was for the purposes of the book. We wanted to define the region so yeah. people knew exactly what we were talking mm. about. Well, but if you look at it geographically, it's pretty much the southeast side. It doesn't include. It's important, though, because. Um, because well, people who grew up it's here kind of have this. The Atchafalaya Basin eastward. Well, it's the Vermilion Basin, really. Yeah. We we went we at first we drew the line at I the mean. Atchafalaya, but then we realized we were leaving out the, uh, yeah, the people along Bayou Tesh yeah. and Vermilion Bay, and so we scoot scooted the line a little over. We didn't want to include, so include like Delcom. Cam- yeah, we had to include Delcom. You know, totally. we didn't want to include Cameron Parish because they're all cowboys. Yeah, yeah. you know, they're cowboy Cajuns over yeah, there. Yeah, I see. I see know? where there's like a there's a distinct like a natural looking line throughout the border that's and then the river to the yeah. to the to the left there's just a stark that's longitudinal the, that's the great so wall you totally of Louisiana, right? you basically <laughs> gerrymandered southeast louisiana Absolutely. to suit yourself to suit our needs yes. isn't that yes. the american way well, i, I guess it. so <laughs> because you don't like cowboys well, no, I have no problem with cowboys. We're focusing on the fisheries <laughs> and the seafood, and it just it, it became. Does, less does New relevant. Orleans make it underneath no. this line? It no. does not. We're New not Orleans, not purposely. How far south from New Orleans do you have to go to, to get there? Well, I mean, you on could the other side of the river, technically. Other side of the river, you could include Plaquemines in southeast Louisiana, yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, the people Ooh. out in like Yoklowski and uh, 
How do you pronounce that? I've always said Yuklowski. We got into this discussion with somebody I thought it was Wyklowski. I don't know. You pronounce the Y here, of course. I've never been. You've never been to Wyklowski? No. Okay. Where is it? I want to. It's one of the end of the road. If you go on the east bank as far as you can, it goes out to Shell Beach. And Wyklowski is on the way to Shell Beach. Okay. Look at this. It's got a little pink arrow on it. Well, yeah, that's so I can know that, that that's my, my that's purse copy. copy. That's ah. my purse copy, yeah, so oh, okay. I can know. You know, because hey, you, you can't just get it this all. This is an all-time yeah. record. I've got, we've got, a, like, all this way through the show, I still haven't even mentioned who Sasha well, Mazikowski is. We have to mention oh. Sasha. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha, I know, but it's pretty pathetic. I usually try and get these <laughs> over in the first five minutes, so we all know who we're talking to here. Yeah. So shall I just launch into it? Here yeah. it says, oh, Sasha sure. Mazikowski is a New Orleans jazz musician, composer, and singer. Critics have called Sasha's voice marvelous, sly, Sexy, exotic, and arresting. Oh. Offbeat Magazine called Sasha a charismatic performer and one of the brightest young talents in the Big Easy. How about that? Wow. Nice. Sounds good. Like many New Orleanians, mm-hmm. uh, New Orleans my musicians. bio. <laughs> 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 well, you, you, can, you want me to say that about you? Yes. Try it again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Just replace again. Sasha with Jeremy yep, and, yep. and <laughs> say that again. Jeremy Martin is a New Orleans jazz musician, composer, yes. and singer. Critics have called Jeremy's voice marvelous, sly, sexy, <laughs> yes. exotic, and arresting. Feels good. Yeah, that's nice, awesome. isn't it? Yeah. Don't yeah. you wish you could sing now? I'll I'm trade your, your beard for uh, <laughs> my bio. <laughs> if I could grow a beard like that. She drives a hot bargain, Jeremy. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's giving me a pause because I can always grow another beard. Uh-huh. <laughs> you could totally grow a beard like that. Now, how would you keep it intact? Yes. Would it be like double-sided tape or, um, how, you know? Hormones. <laughs> you just have to take something. <laughs> that's true. Hmm. Yeah. But then it wouldn't be what? my beard and I couldn't keep up my end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have yeah. to trade beards. This is like yeah. a... This it's is like confusing. a Seth Rogen, uh, James Franco. No, he, he's not allowed to do those I anymore. I feel like if you put <laughs> double-sided tape on your entire beard and <laughs> yeah. then shaved it off, and you wow. could just, yes. you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then invert it. Invert it, right. Oh. Yeah. We have a plan. Yeah. Listen, one more and beer I'm and we can do And I'm getting a better that. bio. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. Where could we get the double-sided tape from, like now? On, this, on Ferret Street, anyway. Gordon's? I don't know. Gordon's Gordon's That's too far away. We can send someone out. And Graham's in Knoxville, Tennessee, so she can't even... Help yeah, us out. Yeah, that's going to be far. I know. She'll never get it to us in time. No. So <laughs> Sasha's involved in a number of simultaneous music projects, just like Jeremy. Musical Playground is a trio that plays original compositions of contemporary and New Orleans jazz fused with world music. Sidewalk Strutters play traditional New Orleans jazz and R&B. And this one I'm really interested in, Hildegard. I didn't even know you had this thing going yeah, on until I found new. this on. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Hildegard is Sasha's collaboration with guitarist Cliff Hines. They play original music that fuses high-energy elements of rock, pop, electronic, jazz, and world music. It's really like experimental, quite... It is, yeah. Sort of definitely. like a 4AD band or something like sure, that. Sure, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, what, what made you start that? Um, it, it sort of happened naturally. I mean, I've been playing... Cliff and I have been playing music together for years, and I always played in his band, and he was always in my band, and we just started you know, co-writing songs and decided that it would just you know, make more sense instead of having two separate... Um, you know, sort of alternative pop rock projects to just kind of fuse it into one. So. And what do you do? Where do you, you play? You play around on that band as well. You play we in do. all these bands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a New Orleans thing. It Everybody's is. got like well, a whole know, bunch of hustles. I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do it. <laughs> Are people confused? Do people know you as one thing and. Um. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes that's why we we we. Uh, that's why Hildegard has, you know, we have a, a, a separate name for it. Right. So that people, you know, who, who know me as being a jazz singer 
are going to be confused. Well, Hildegard is a German name. woman's name. Are you Hildegard? Uh, well, Hildegard is my middle name. It's it actually is. my yeah. It's my um. mother's mother. My mother is German, and so her mother. Uh, it's her her name. My grandmother's name. What's Cliff's middle name? Cliff Hines's name. Uh, Clifford Ar- Samuel Aaron. No, Aaron Samuel Hines. Well, he's, yeah, got, he's two got two middle two, names. Two middle names. Yeah. So why isn't right. the, why isn't the band called Hildegard Aaron or? Uh, something. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I don't know. He's just, he's just the guitar player. You're the focus. No, no, no. no. Well, I mean, it's definitely a co-led project. I think it was just Hildegard is kind of like, it also means battle maiden. And, uh, and hey, Cliff really liked that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, Cliff liked that sound. That's it. And so- and that would know. sound good with the beard, right? Yeah. yeah. You can always use battle maiden if you want to do a heavy metal band after. Right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's That's like true. Iron Maiden might see you for that. Or Hildy if I want to go solo and do like a synth pop project. Mm-hmm. That'd be cute. For sure. Are you thinking about doing that? Uh, no, I mean, it's just... <laughs> and you know. play with your, your family as well. <laughs> I you do. You play with your dad and your brother's that's a bass right. player. Yeah, that's I didn't right. even know that. Does he play out as well? Yeah. yeah, he lives half of the... He's really smart. He lives half of the year in Europe uh, during the summer months when it's beautiful. And then in the winter and spring, he comes back to New Orleans. Jesus, so how could you pull smart. that off? Yeah. yeah. That's what does smart. he do over there? Is he a bass player all the way yeah, around? Yeah, he is. He tours with a gypsy band called the Balcony Players, and they they go on these tours for six, seven, eight months at a time, just busking all over Europe and all these little tiny villages. And Are they all, like, Romanian except him or something? No, actually, they, they all... Uh, some of them are Dutch, and then one guy's from Belgium, and then the drummer's from Peru. So they're kind of from all over the Nobody place. Nobody is an actual gypsy. Yeah, it's do, funny, but do they... Do they need a roadie? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, you can fit in there. You've got the hat, <laughs> right? Band. Yeah, I have a hat. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. that's And a right. beard. He's got that nice <laughs> flat <laughs> cap. Yeah, you're ready to go. you still got that wintry black flat cap, I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. And he packs light. And I pack light, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have pungent body odor? Because that's a requirement, too. <laughs> I yeah. can get there. Give me a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. That's pretty interesting. It's, so it's they cool. give him six Fun. months off then to come back here. Yeah. Well, so there's yeah. a gypsy music season is only six months long. No. Well, they all come to New Orleans, actually. And they came last year, and then they toured to California, and they went all the way to Brazil some at some point and did South America. So... So they, they hop all, all around. I toured with them for about a week in Spain. What did you Catalonia. think? It was so much fun. What's Catalonia like? Oh, it's beautiful. Andrew, you went there too, right? What? You were in you Spain, <laughs> yeah. Didn't you guys both be in? <laughs> Where is it? Spain. Is yeah, it yeah. Catalonia. Yeah. I don't know if I was in Catalonia. I think so. I think Catalonia, like Barcelona. No. No, you guys are further south. Yep. Oh, okay. Where'd you go? So you were there. I was in uh, Costa Blanca. Okay. We went to Madrid. We've been to Madrid. We got went to Madrid last year. So. This is one of the that was this year, huh? Technically. No, whatever. Is this one of the it's uh, almost how next many? Year. Oh, I've lost the page. Now, how many cities, countries have you been uh, in? Seven. Seven or something. And four continents. Yeah. 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 So that was one of them. Was Barcelona? Was one city? Uh, no, Madrid. 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 Barcelona. You guys have been to all list. seven countries. <laughs> all, all seven <laughs> countries. <laughs> All seven, man. <laughs> Count them. World travelers. <laughs> <laughs> and Sasha, you spent some time traveling around too. You've been all over the place as well. Yeah. You were in, chi- were you in China for a while. I was. Right? I lived in China for about four months and traveled Southeast Asia. I was. I toured to Japan last year. That was really fun. And, and who sets Russia. all this up? You went. So you've, you've toured. You've well. You had a residency in China. That's right. You played there for three months, like at the same place every night. Yeah, actually, yeah. It was a, it was a, like a, a five-star hotel was opening up a new nightclub, like a jazz club. And they hired me 
as their vocalist. And so it'd be like playing the Royal Sinesta or something. Kind of, yeah. Sort of the house band. Except you get to stay at the Royal Sinesta for that entire time. Yeah. In China. Yeah. In Beijing, yeah. yeah. But that sucked. It was a trip. It was really interesting because the hotel was in the in the financial district, you know, so the people that were our regulars in the club were just like some of the top like CEO, you know, oil executives and, and business people. I mean, what were they CEO like? of Johnson and Johnson. The you CEO know, of like Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, China. yeah, yeah, exactly. Those kind of those were our Are they our Chinese regulars. or are they Americans? No, they're Americans. I mean, the Chinese, you know, they, there were a lot of party members also that would come and hang out there all the time and you know I, I have so. a very New Orleanian question about that sure did they tip the band well uh yeah you know it um it wasn't really they didn't really tip it wasn't like we played for we didn't play for tips or anything there okay. was no like tip jar okay occasionally um I'm this used to a, hear this where you classy always gig, I, know, I know I've never been to a classy gig I don't <laughs> know, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm used to putting <laughs> like 10 bucks in the tip yeah, jar yeah no you know? I've never had to walk a hat or anything oh, like good. that which is well, good well that's good you know? yeah but and you know I noticed when if uh, especially like a Chinese businessman wanted to impress me he would tip very well and then the equivalent of you know 100 bucks 200 bucks and then he would start showing would me, me photos uh of his like numerous children and mm. i realized that in china you know especially at that point a few years ago i mean you really can't have more than one child or you have to pay a ton of money to the government so, so that's just like I, a that's status like a, symbol yeah, i'm so absolutely. wealthy i've got a bunch of kids exactly let me show you my my sons and this and this wow and, you know. that's yeah. interesting it's like showing a whole wallet full of credit cards right? kind of yeah <laughs> exactly right how much do you have they to love jazz in the far east right um you know in japan i i also toured to japan uh last year and and they're much more receptive to jazz mm-hmm. in china it's you know china they're um they're they're pretty you know their musical tastes are I don't know. I mean, questionable to some, to some extent. I mean, uh-huh. they loved like my heart will go on, you know, and, and, and yeah, like, <laughs> you know, I, I had to put my foot down and say, no, you know, that song isn't cool. Like, trust yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on behalf of Canada, we yeah. apologize for Celine Dion. Oh. Thank <laughs> you for saying that. I was going to ask <laughs> you to say that at the beginning of the podcast. We're getting, so we're getting so much <laughs> diplomatic <laughs> work done right really now. So There's just know, hands reached across the table exactly. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Really we great. pretty much just opened up Cuba right now. <laughs> yeah. That's what we did. Right. <laughs> yes. I have to say, your Chip Forstall commercial is my oh. favorite. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay, so... That Chip Forstall commercial, I hope Chip is listening, has, has done me so many great uh, favors in the city. I just got um, a VIP membership card to a strip club on Bourbon Street Damn, because they also awesome. recognized that commercial. How did they oh. find you? Were you in there wow. already? And they said, hey, have a... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> nice. How often yeah. do you go to the strip club on Bourbon Street? Oh, I mean, you know, every once Frequently. in a while. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. Just by yourself? No. <laughs> Hopefully not. I mean, if it, You're if not it, gets, there. If it gets bad enough, no, I'm not working there. <laughs> so you just wander in with somebody. Who would? Uh, who would? Uh, who's the sort of uh, smooth operator that takes you to the strip club? Oh, it's usually I'm the one instigating it. To be totally honest. Why is that? Oh, you? I just it's fun. And actually, uh, this this particular club has. Uh, well, now, if you go with me, you guys, it's for me and everyone in my party oh, nice. because I'm a VIP wow. member. Yeah. I can get um, $2 drinks for everybody what? in my party on Tuesday so nights. So it's Thursday. And I'm talking top shelf. Oh, on Tuesday. On Tuesdays only. on Tuesday. I'm yeah. good Tuesdays. Tuesdays are good for me. I'm good, too. Yeah. yeah, any other night of the week, I can it's half-price yeah. yeah. drinks. Yeah. It's half-price. We'll, we'll, we'll do a mystery shop. But on Tuesday, yeah, we should go. Yeah. Tuesday nights. What's the name of the joint? It's called Deja Vu. Deja oh, Vu. Which yeah. one is that? It's uh, uh, up it's the block on the right. If you're coming, 
why do I know all this? <laughs> Have you been in it? Yeah. What do you I've think? I've been in all of them. Which I, one do they you They like? all blur together real quick. Yeah. Honestly. Annie, do you go as well? You know, I've only been to one one time for a, a girlfriend's bachelorette party, and right. we went to like probably one of the more seedy ones. Um, What's mm. is Deja Vu a classy one? No, it's like a mediocre Midland. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But, but that's how I, I like with the legs coming out. But yeah. well, that one's gone. No, that's no, long gone. That's that was long big gone. daddies. That's been gone. Right. That's what it was. That's Actually, that is what it was. Bottomless top. Been gone for years. Bottomless top. Big daddies. Bottomless topless. Just a little. A little. Which is a lie. By the way, well, yeah, there's a little, little bit of a pasty on the. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not. No, it it's not really. And they do stuff. not take kindly when you want your money back. Oh yeah, yeah. No. Especially yeah. not, not for that seven dollar drink. <laughs> you know. right. Well, we can we can pick this up in a minute. But Chef Kevin's just come over. All right, Chef Kev. with sandwiches. We brought some sandwiches. Yeah. So I throw. How can we get those, Douglas? Can you? Karen, you want to drag those over? You sure can. What are they, yeah, Chef? This is uh, my special vegetarian sandwich of the day. It is, uh, I named it the Beauregard. It's named after the sweet potato that's in it. It's a Beauregard sweet potato. And um, it's a roasted sweet potato with uh, zucchini, squash, caramelized onion, uh, mild provolone, cheddar cheese. And what really makes this thing pop, actually, and there's also uh, toasted pecans on it as well. You'll get some good crunch from that. Mm. But there's also Steen's butter. Is a, it's a compound butter I make with Steen's cane syrup which gives that nice, mm. sweet, tasty mm. flavor and melts in your mouth. Oh, man. So, like I said, mm. Addie and Jeremy and Karen are all restaurant professionals and food professionals. I'm so just a food writer. So they're going to have, well, there's yeah. a food writer. The, so they can give you their professional opinion. We can go around and uh, ask them one at a time. Okay, I would love Addie. to hear it. I wish I could make the Homer Simpson drool noise because that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to Delicious. Say, I have to say it's a hell of a sandwich. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're very kind, Karen. Yeah, I love it. You know, what could possibly go wrong if you put, you know, wrap it in bread and throw butter in a pan and grill it? I really, I really like the sweet potato. I think a sweet mm-hmm. potato is an underappreciated ingredient. That's crazy. Yeah, I've never had a sweet potato as as one of the main, you know, principal parts of a sandwich. It's uh, it's happening. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. And sweet potatoes are becoming more popular. Sweet potato mm-hmm. fries and all that. Sure. It's they're very healthy and. Um, it's good to elevate. It seems like a simple ingredient, but it's always fun to elevate it. I try and do it with all my vegetarian sandwiches, and we cater to vegans and gluten-free. Nice. And um, I have a huge following for that. So yeah, yeah, I, f- I, feel, I feel like, um, you know, the vegetarian wave that's hitting, it, it, it seems like, I'm not vegetarian, but it, but it seems like chefs get more creative with the vegetarian options. So I'm always checking it out because I know they're going to be, you know, on their A game for that sandwich. Yeah. I, I do have a lot of carnivores that come in and get the vegetarian sandwiches because yeah. they're, I, they're I agree. Tasty. I agree with you, Andrew. A mm. lot of times I find that chefs have to, to up their game to do vegetarian. It's If you have bad vegetarian food, it's going to be awful, but it's rare that you have middling vegetarian food because it's hard to make mediocre vegetarian food. You either do a poor job or an excellent job <laughs> like this sandwich. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah. And, yeah. And the sweet potato does a great job of substituting for meat. Yeah, I you agree. Know, it's, it, it gives a little weight. Yeah, it's a first for me. You know? Chef, really Chef nice. Kevin, you ever go to a strip club? <laughs> Frequently. <laughs> <laughs> what, which, one, which one do you go to? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Do you I ever take Tuesday I, nights off? No, but uh, for a strip club, I would. All right. Yeah, All right. Another member. If you yeah. go with Sasha, this is, this is yeah. Sasha Mazakowski looking Hi. at across the table. How do you do? She can get you in. To the VIP section and yeah. have two dollar drinks $2 all night drinks, on Tuesdays. Yeah. Which one? Which one? Uh, Deja Vu. 
Where is yeah. that? Have you been there? Bourbon. Where, where is that? You know. Oh. Where are all the other ones? It's like yeah. a two-star. Uh, <laughs> um, what, what, what are the two what are, big stars? <laughs> yeah. What are the girls Very like big. there? What are they? Well, one of them's are they beautiful or mid range? Or you know, it kind of depends on the season. I find as really? funny what as is, that is, what sort of season? I mean, the closer you get to any any major holiday, I mean, I guess this Tuesday would be great because it's close to Christmas. Yeah. So, so that um, gets better during the. Holiday. Yeah, I think it does get better during Mardi Gras or close to Halloween. Everyone picks up the game. Kind of. Well, how do you yeah. get to be better looking? They fire the sort of not so good looking girls. I don't know. I'm not sure how that works, but well, you're, but they're good. I mean, you're they, in they with these people. The no, I'm. <laughs> I think Deja vu. Yeah. Out of towners come in. Well, they yeah, have a, they yeah, have a yeah, lot yeah, of dancers who, who come in to visit family and pick up some work. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, it's, I'm serious. From college. Okay. Yeah. They come in from college, and it's always the college ones that are a little, you know. Well, I'm here for three weeks over uh, Christmas, and I'm going to go down to the strip club and work on a Tuesday night. Yep. Uh, yeah. Should I, should we it's good money. Should I say hi to you? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't work there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she yeah, says. Just, uh, she says she doesn't. I just attend. <laughs> Just a VIP. She's a VIP. She's just a VIP. Yeah, yeah. very special exactly. person. So, who was the person who who recognized you at the club? Because they recognized you from your Chip Four Store commercial. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Can well, you can you sing a little bit of the Chip Four Store commercial? For us? Can you remember how it goes? He's a man of integrity, and he wants to be your attorney when it comes to personal injury. One man stands tall, Chip Four Store. He knows the law. <laughs> Chip Forstall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Chip Forstall song. Who uh, who so wrote much. that originally? Well, I I wrote the the music. They they gave ah, me the, the they gave me the lyrics and they said, "Here, can you come up with the jingle?" But now so. tons of people are doing versions of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So do you get good. like royalties every time someone does the Chip Forstall song? No, no, because no. no one will do my 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 arrangement. I but guess. Don't you write the melody? Doesn't that mean you wrote the song? Mm. Or does I it wrote the melody, way? but not the lyrics. So everyone that does so the Chip Forstall commercial, I don't I don't know anything. I, they, Who's you know. your attorney? <laughs> I know one. Let's look out for it. <laughs> that was great. So that really has helped you, the Chip for Store commercial. People it has. Like, it's definitely oh, opened, funny. you know, opened me up to a wide range of people that wouldn't otherwise have seen me. You know, so being on television. I mean, I don't. I don't even have a TV at home, so I, I don't actually. I don't think I've seen the commercial. I saw it one time in a bar. Um, but that's it, you know. My grandmother calls me every time. You know. <laughs> I just saw you on. Of course. Yeah, she gets really excited about it. So Aww. that's the biggest that's cool. part. Yeah. So we should take a listen to some music. We're totally running out of time. I don't even know if we have time to listen to anything. Should we take oh, a listen to yeah. a little bit of something? Yes. What sure. did you bring yes. with you? Yeah, um, I brought some music from an upcoming record that Hildegard is oh, releasing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, so we can listen to uh, track number two. I think would be a good one. This is a song called Sally Brown that I wrote um, a few years ago about a dream that I had where my my uh, my landlord, like this real estate agent who's this beautiful woman, you know, beautiful blonde. And anyway, she had to, like, save the world from mass destruction. There were aliens that were going to come in and bomb everything. So anyway, it was a dream, and I just woke up and wrote this little song out you of it. You have much better dreams than I do. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you dream last night, Jeremy? <laughs> I think I dreamt about doing work. All right, if yeah. you're going to have a career with a sexy, sultry, charismatic, work on my exotic and arresting yeah. voice, you're going to have to do <laughs> better, have better dreams. Yeah. Do you really have a landlord, Sasha, that's a, a 
I moved out of this the apartment, but yeah, I, I this did. This is based on a true person then. I, oh, yeah, absolutely. Who had to save the yeah. world from aliens. Her What's name is not, the song is called Sally Brown. Her name is not Sally Brown, I, I thought for you. Know. Change the name just to protect. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's take a listen to it.
Yes, Hildegard. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? Have you played that for anybody before? Uh, not that track, actually, no. Yeah, just nice. just my own head really, over and over again. It's really great. You yeah. heard it here Thanks. first, yeah. folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really cool. <laughs> That's amazing because it's Thanks. interesting to hear that sort of your beautiful voice coming through, that sort of jazz styling still sure, in, the, in sure. the middle of all that yeah whatever that's called is that rock now we still call that or what kind of yeah it's it's kind of hard to put a category on it you what know? young kids calling it these days yeah. <laughs> well, no i mean yeah it's 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 sort of a very cool yeah. very yeah. cool have you played it for sally brown whatever her real name is no <laughs> <laughs> you think I she'd don't really like see it her much i mean probably yeah it's cool. And can you get that sound live as well it sounds like you probably could right we yeah we're definitely you know have worked a long time towards that towards getting that sound live but then we also you know there's a lot of stuff in there there's strings there's um a mellotron all sorts of uh, textures in the in the track that we you know we can't get live but but that's what's fun about being in a studio is that you can really produce entire songs i mean each song is like a little like mini novel in itself you know and it just like there's so many so somebody listening wants to steal this or stream it yeah where would they go to um, you is can it go available t- yet? Uh, that it's not yet. It'll be available in January as our official release. But we do have okay. um, another so January, song. That's January 2015. 15. Yeah, so that's, that's right. Now. Oh yeah. Well yeah. Exactly. So okay. then uh, uh, Hildegardband.com. Hildegard a- is spelled H-I-L-D-E. Yeah. H-I-L-D-E. H-I-L-D-E-G-A-R-D. Okay. Hildegard. Hildegardband.com. Dot com. Okay. Or Facebook slash Hildegard Band or anything. And what's the plan? To take Hildegard on the road? Yeah, definitely. Touring has, has been really how, successful How does this work then when you're in a band like that, which is you and Cliff Hines and then yeah. this whole other thing? What about all the well, other people who depend on you to be in their band? I know. It's funny because Andrew and I share a drummer, which is hilarious. So whenever uh, uh, Hildegard's drummer is not on tour with Andrew, <laughs> he's on tour with us yep. or recording with us. And so and do uh, you compete for his time? <laughs> You know, we talk, we talk about, you know, when Max is with me, I make sure not to put down Cliff and Sasha when we're together. And then when they're over there, you know, they try not to, we try not to talk ill of each other when we're not, you know. We just have to do a, a, a joint tour. We would just, yep. it would just be so... Be weird. So, so weird. A joint our, tour you know, with one overworked drummer. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> would he have to get paid twice? Yeah. He'll, 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 he'll do fun. it. He'll yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> what about, Andrew, you want to play something while we're here? Then? Sure. Come yeah. on. See if you me and Sasha can sing something. Yeah. yeah. What are you guys going to do here? I'm going to do a song I wrote the day a friend of mine's mother asked me why I didn't write more songs about Jesus. Oh, True story. <laughs> it's called Just Another Beautiful Girl goes like this. It's my favorite. She was the prettiest thing that they had ever seen. In a small town run on guy, guess me. They marveled at her green eyes and her curls But in any other town she'd be just another beautiful girl And they wore that Bible belt just a little too tight Down a one-way street with only one street light So to take it right you had to go the wrong way first 
Loading any other town She'd be just another beautiful girl She got caught with a boy Got caught with a cigarette Yeah, Jesus might forgive you But the preacher's never gonna forget Oh, she was everybody's gossip Everybody prayed for her Loading any other town She'd be just another beautiful girl She grew up fast and she hacked up her Sunday gown Then the high school boys learned fast they should hang around Cause in the small town that's the only thing going down was her Loading any other town she was just another beautiful girl They were looking through the Bible she was looking through a magazine she liked them black and white, she loved them in between But those looks she got were more than she deserved Loading any other town, she'd be just another beautiful girl She got caught with a boy, got caught with a cigarette Yeah, Jesus might forgive you, but the preacher's never gonna forget she was everybody's guys Everybody prayed for her Loading any other town She'd be just another beautiful girl She took the hand of a black boy And they ran away The day she found out She was three weeks late she knew that town would never love her baby girl But in any other town she'd be just another beautiful girl She got caught with a boy, got caught with a cigarette Yeah, Jesus might forgive you, but the preacher's never gonna forget Oh, she was everybody's guys, everybody prayed for her Loading any other town, she'd be just another beautiful girl. Oh, that girl was born, prettiest thing her mother'd ever seen. In a busy hospital down on St. Joseph Street. Should have seen her hazel eyes, brown skin and curls. Oh, but to everybody else, she was just another beautiful girl. Thanks, Sean. How about that, Sasha? Andrew Duhon and Sasha Mesikowski, just another beautiful, beautiful girl. Impromptu harmonizing on Sasha's part. Didn't practice that. just happened. How about beautiful. That? Thank you very oh, much, yeah. both of you. That was gorgeous, wasn't that it? That was wonderful. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Was, I'm, I'm moved. Thanks. Yeah, that was lovely. cool. Right on. I like that. Very Appreciate nice. you. I think we've come to the end of Happy Hour That's for it. 2014. It's a great way to end it. It's all over. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't be much of a higher note than that. <laughs> no. Addie and Hard Jeremy Martin, thank you for joining us. You Thank can you so much. You can find Addie and Jeremy's book. Here. Great looking book. What is it called? South Southeast Louisiana, Louisiana Food. food. A That's a tradition. pretty easy title to remember, Southeast yeah. Louisiana Food, even though we're not quite sure where Southeast Louisiana is. 
It's in the south to the east. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Well, that's close Just enough. Just east of the southwest. And Karen Duncan from KBD Associates. I'm going to show you this. This is the research I did today before the show. I went to kbdassociates.com, and I'm going to show you guys all sitting around the table what I found. See that? What does that look like to you? Deep. It's a blank page. Very yeah, it's not much. That's nothing That's not on the this. website. What is it? Let me just give it to you here. <laughs> what is the actual... It's actually, <laughs> it's actually a Weebly site. Well, that is oh. the Weebly site I went to. Have oh, a look. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, seriously? Yeah. And it says, like, it says about... I thought, oh, I'll find all about Karen Duncan before I, you know, go talk to her today. Oh, thank and, you for letting me know. And I pull it up and there's crazy. nothing on there. It oh. says author... What does it say? It's got an instruction to you. Author, write something here or something like that. That's interesting. On the right-hand side, it oh. says... It's like modern Can art. You, well, I know it's a, it's a free <laughs> it's site, so it's not that I didn't pay my bill. Okay, well, <laughs> someone's taken all the stuff off your site, so go take care of that. Karen Duncan, you. Sasha Mazakowski, thank you so much thank you. for joining us as well. That is Happy Hour for this hour. The producer of our show is Graham DuPonte, our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe, our Christian. Our Christian. Oh, yeah, do we have That one? was a bit of a uh, Freudian slip there, wasn't it? Our music director is Christian Unruh. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. If you'd like to be on our show and you can sit around this table here for about 60 minutes and have a couple of drinks, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, itsneworleans.com. We can also check out plenty of other happy hours we've recorded down here at Wayfair and other places as well, including some other shows you could like to listen to. Out to Lunch with Peter Rusciutti, live from Commander's Palace, Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pagek. True to the Game with Chris True, Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. And Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker. You can keep up with us on Facebook, on Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com, on our Facebook and Google Plus pages. We're called It's New Orleans there as well. And those photos are taken by the fabulous Douglas Engel, the man with a golden arm. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or some other podcast app, thank you so much for subscribing to us. If you could stop what you're doing right this second, except if you're driving. Take a moment to rate and review us. That would help other people find us. And our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Freight Street. Thank you very much to Chef Kevin for that fabulous Beauregard vegetarian sandwich. Come down here and try that out for yourself or any of the other awesome sandwiches they've got. Chef Kevin puts fine dining into a sandwich and the bartenders here put fine booze into a glass at Wayfair on Ferret Street. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworms.com. For Andrew Duhon, everyone else around here at the table at Wayfair and back at the INO office, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. We'll see you back here next time on Happy Hour. Thank you.